The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, June 15th, 2023. Listeners, please welcome fan-favorite adult star, Elijah Woods. Welcome to the show, Elijah. Hey. (laughs) How are you? I'm great, and you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm a little tired. Uh, I drank yesterday, so uh, I'm not hungover or anything, just a little relaxed, you know. That's what's up. All right. All right. Well, let's jump into things. Let's. Uh, I typically like to start off these interviews by getting some unique stats out the way. So what's your height and weight? I like, I'm five foot nine, like 185. Yeah. What's your ethnic background? Black. African American. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? Aries. And how old are you? I'm 33. Let's get to know a bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from, uh, from Oklahoma. Yeah. What was life like for you growing up? Uh, it was... um. Honestly, there's a lot of turmoil. It was pretty, pretty painful. Is the the the, the, <laughs> the simplest word I can use to describe it. Um, yeah, not a lot of uh, good childhood memories. Most of the time, lots of abuse and you know drug use, violence just around me as well as in the home. Yeah, I mean, I wish it was like you know, oh, I had you know, it was great you know childhood, blah blah, blah but. It was just riddled with pain, mostly. Well, I mean, it's incredibly unfortunate to hear, but I do appreciate the honesty and the candor. Yeah. What was going on with your life prior to entering the business? Uh, prior to entering the business, I was um, pursuing art, and I still pursue art. I still paint and take photographs uh, daily. Um, and I was just making art, but I've always wanted to do porn from, from like a very, very, like, you know, like 1920, I was like, I should probably get into porn. People told me I should, you know, personal sex partners I've had. So I was like, maybe, you know, when I move to New York, it's something I can do there. Not that I uh, saw New York as like a place where you can really, you know, skyrocket in that industry. But, you know, they have sex there. You know, sex is being everywhere. Big sex is being sold everywhere. So around 26 is when I started. And I was just... Making art, working regular, dead end jobs. Um, I basically started as soon as I moved to New York, <laughs> like maybe six months after, maybe. So it was pretty quick. That's what's up, man. All right. So, how exactly did you get into the business? I mean, I just like I said, like I've always wanted to do it. So I, I said to myself, okay, well, if I'm in New York and New York, you know, has everything, it's like. I'm pretty sure I could do porn here too. So I, I just really got on Google and just typed in jobs in porn. And then I found out about sexy jobs, sexyjobs.com. I had an account on there. 
and uh, I put my information in, and about a week I started getting contacted by people, and then about a month after being contacted, I was booked for, you know, just a very, very amateur shoot. Um, was probably getting paid nothing, maybe like 50 bucks. <laughs> and I did it, you know. It was, a little, it was much different than having sex on a private level because you have that other person in the room with the camera. It can be a little different. Mm-hmm. Certain angles you have to hit. So my first time being thrown into that was like kind of a like a culture shock. <laughs> like, oh, okay. It's not just fucking, you know. There was actually performance involved, you know. That's something I had to learn quickly. Before we get into that very first time, let me ask you this first, before we like do a full deep dive into your first time doing a shoot, how long in total have you been in the business? Oh, it's been five or six years. I'd say six years. Not as long as I've been in New York. That's what's up, man. But you're finally sort of yeah. getting some mainstream reputation, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm getting some some more mainstream attention, maybe, <laughs> I would say, you know. Awesome, man. All right, all right. So let's talk about that first time on set. You already went into it just a little bit. We got a little tease of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that experience like for you? As someone who wanted to be in the industry, as someone who had yeah. the idea since you were like 19, 20 years old that you wanted to be in porn, what was that first experience like for you? Um. It was nerve-wracking, I can say that. It, it, it almost felt unlike sex. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, this is nothing like the sex that I normally have, you know, in my day-to-day life. But there's, there's like a, a theatrical aspect to it, you know. Like I said, it, 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 it has the elements of acting, you know. Like, in some ways in which you angle yourself and position your body in your personal life, you don't really do that on set, you know. So it's like, okay, well, it's not. There's like a a dialing back of the intimacy in some cases too, I guess. So you have to like put on a show for the viewer and make sure the cameraman can see based on certain angles. And those aspects kind of threw me off a little bit. Like, oh, okay, I didn't know it was like this, you know. Uh, I kind of laughed, you know, like, holy shit, you know, because <laughs> I kind of heard at the same time that, you know, it's not just having sex. And when you actually, from research, you know, you hear people saying, oh, it's not just you going on set, having sex, you got to stay hard, got to stay erect. Like, when you actually get there and it's like that, even on amateur level, it's still, like, they were right, you know. Those articles and things that I researched, they were right. It is a little difficult, you know. It's not uh, it's easy for everyone. But as time went on, it, it got more and more, uh, it got much easier. I got more comfortable with it. Yeah. How did you come up with your performer name? Uh, I guess my, my original name always, you know, <laughs> people will pronounce it Elijah. And then I'm also a fan of Lord of the Rings. So I was like, okay, well, I guess Elijah Woods, you know. <laughs> so that was, it, it kind of made me laugh too. That's one thing. I'm like, uh, it, it's a name that sort of makes me, you know, I don't know. It's funny to me in a sense because I do love the Lord of the Rings so much. And for like those two things to come together, it kind of makes me feel good. So I have no shame in being a Lord of the Rings fan at all. <laughs> One of my favorite trilogies. Very nice. That's what's up. It's funny how you just stumbled on it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? It's uh, the sex, for one. 
<laughs> but also like meeting different personalities and you know you never know like where you may end up maybe at this hotel that hotel maybe like on you know actually the studio set it's just the freedom you know that it kind of gives me you know probably most you know um the the acting aspect to it is something that I have somewhat of a I don't know an inclination, maybe, uh, or just an interest. I would say not an inclination, more of an interest. I did some high school acting, and it kind of felt good to do that. You know, um, I thought, okay, well, I've done like these little skits we did, you know, in high school that were pretty funny to some people. I like, what if I went into some other form of acting, you know? So that too. You know? I actually would like to do more scripted, you know, porn sets and shoots and things like that. Um, but I'm not trying to rush into things, you know. I know it takes time. There's like levels. There's hierarchy. You know, you want so much just push, 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 but no. Let's talk about the good and the bad about being on a set on a porn shoot. What turns you on the most, and what turns you off the most when you're at a shoot? What turns me off is usually when um, there's like a visible <laughs> discomfort coming from. The female talent, if it, you know, but sometimes they need a break, you know. Sometimes the scenes can get rough, you know, especially the type of scenes that you do. Um, as well as um, keeping, like, an eye on the set, like the director and the cameraman, to look for cues, you know, okay, now do this, now do that. So those things are, are um, very different, difficult at times. Um, but other than that, I like everything about it. Like just being on set, talking to the people, yeah, making sure that what I'm doing is, I guess, uh, attractive to the viewer. You know, people want to watch it. They want to know more about it. I love seeing comments about certain things. You know, it can be funny sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I, I'm just in love with the whole thing, sex, sex, work, pleasure, travel, all that. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vag, or anal? Mm. Oral, vag, or anal? Well, they can all feel good, but I, I, I prefer oral a lot. I, like, if, like a really good blowjob is, is everything to me. Um, you can say oral, yeah. In a scene, do you enjoy being rimmed? Mm, not really. I mean, I've done it, but it, it's not something I go to, you know? And I could still do it if I act like I like it, but there's some times where I just can't. No. I just don't like it. In the scene, what's your favorite sexual position to perform for the camera, and is it your same favorite position off-camera? Um, let's see. Like, well, they're, like, sort of to the side, and, like, the top of the ass cheek is following the top of my dick. Like that, that position. It's kind of like a, kind of like a spoon position, whether I'm like laying next to them on the side or I'm up. I'm like a side doggy style, you know. That always feels good. And of course, we know how a scene ends with the pop shots, the cum shots, the money shots. Yeah. In a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load? I, I like to come on, on faces. Yeah, coming on a girl's face or in her mouth. Uh, Favorite target. <laughs>
how would you describe your fuck style? How would you describe your style of fucking? For, for the listeners that are tuning in that might be curious, how would you personally describe it? Oh, man. Um, in a lot of ways, I sort of adapt to um, the woman that I'm having sex with a lot of the time. Like, some women can be fucked deeper and harder than others. You know, they can't all sort of be fucked the same, you know. I guess if you get them to a certain point, they can be, because, you know, they can be. They can open up, I guess, you know, do it. But um, it, it really is all depends on, on the woman that I'm with. Like, sometimes I can fuck really hard. So I have to fuck, like, like long, deep strokes, maybe not too fast, not too hard. But I guess my general fuck style is um, smooth, hard, and fast, you know, but not excessive, you know, if I can. You know, it just all depends. Like long, deep strokes, too. <laughs> I've never really thought about my fuck style. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I just fuck, really. It almost feels almost like um, like second nature, so I don't really think about it much. Um, but maybe I should think about it more. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time for the big question, a question I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters might be curious to know. How much is Elijah Woods packing? How much is the Woods? I don't know. I'll say about, I mean, I never really measured it. I'd say like nine and a half, ten, like ten inches maybe. Yeah, I never really just plop a ruler down there. Is that what? But it, it, it's girthy. It's thick and long. Yeah. A couple of questions ago, we discussed the pop shots. So I want to ask you as a performer, what goes into creating a good pop shot for you? How do you prepare when you know that you have a shoot coming up to make sure that the pop shot pops? Um, sometimes masturbating a, a day or two before, I say like two days before a shoot, and then going in, it's like I'm, I'm but uh, my erection lasts longer because usually after I masturbate, as soon as I, I come, about like 15 minutes later, I feel like in the mood again, and sometimes I get an erection again. So making sure that I masturbate, you know, um, frequently, I would say, <laughs> uh, usually helps with scenes and pop shots. Because if you masturbate and then save it for two days and then go to the shoot, you have built up, you know, some cum, but also some tolerance because of masturbation, you know. So far, in the time that you've been in the business, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? I'm not necessarily looking for like a top five or something like that. Just, you know, names that pop up into your mind right now as uh, favorites. Favorites? Um, oh, my God, it's so hard. <laughs> There's so many. Um, shit. Uh, I think... I was getting her name right, her, her actual Vixen, Violet Vixen. It was for a, a shoot, the Digital Climax. She was one of my favorites. Um, Arya Cade, I worked with her before. She's one of my favorites. Um, and there, there's some that, like, don't really have, like, much of a name that I can't remember. Who are also good, too. That's something so hard. Like, there's a number of them. Uh, the Roxy Center. That was good. Um, there, was just, there was just one porn star 
Emma Tia Vegas, I believe. I'm saying her first name right. But she was really good, too. This was about a couple years ago. But, yeah, there's so many. They're just so good to me. I mean, they're all good in their own way, you know? (laughs) Who have you not worked with yet that you would love to do a scene with? Who's on your wish list? Oh, man. All of them. (laughs) But, um... Oh man, it is so so many. Um, let's see. I don't know. This uh, this girl named uh, Nova Flame that's really attractive. She looks good on camera. Her fuck style seems, you know, capable. Um, Olivia J too. <laughs> she just did her whole victim uh, debut, and she looks amazing. Probably one of the most beautiful porn stars I've seen in a while. Um, who else? Oh, there's so many. I'd like to work with Roxy Center again. She's really good. Um, who haven't? There's so many. Um, Savannah Bond would be, I think, I would love to, yeah, I would love to work with Savannah Bond. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many out there. I'm trying to just pick names. Who else? I wanted to work with Minna Carlisle, I believe that's her name. She's one. Uh, I'm getting her last name right. <laughs> uh, who else? Jessica Starling, Octavia Red. Um, Kelly Caliente, too. I've always wanted to work with her. You know, she just seems like a really down-to-earth person. Pretty real, you know. Um, yeah. This is this tons of them. I can go on for hours <laughs> talking about them. Are there any individuals in the industry, whether they be in front of the camera or behind the camera, that you look up to that inspire you in what you're trying to do in the business? I think I've been inspired by most of the people I've come in contact with, even if some of those those interactions went sour. It, it's still something that I believe is. Uh, giving me the necessary experience outside of just having sex on camera to sort of navigate the industry properly, you know, and not let it eat me up, not let it destroy me, make me feel less, or, you know, make sure my mental health is still intact. But uh, I feel like everyone is sort of, you know, who I, I started working with and who I don't work with now and have to sort of moved on to, you know, different companies, different, you know, different, I guess say, social connections. Um, yeah, everyone, just being in the industry in general. I cherish all of it, all the interactions. My son, it's like on my fans who, who like actually talk to people, you know, <laughs> when people want to be in me, you know. I have some conversations. It's all of it, just the entire thing, just that it, that it exists and it's something that I can live in and, you know, make uh, connections and even sometimes friends. What I want to do now is sort of shift the tone of the interview and talk about some of the more serious issues in the adult industry. The first question I have for you in the set is, are there any misconceptions or myths about porn performers that you would like to dispel? Myths about, 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 uh, about porn? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let me think. I think, I think what, what I sort of spoke to earlier is that, um, it is a it is a performance as far as like uh, you know like I think a lot of people may have it in their heads that especially men that 
you just get on, on, on set and you just fuck, you know. But it's a completely different type of fucking, you know. There's that theatrical element to it where you got to put your leg back so the camera can be here and make sure you're angled to get the length of your penis while it's going in and out. Like, like this, you know, these, these sort of almost poses that you have to do while having sex. And, um, that was definitely a myth-shattering uh, experience, you know, for me at least. Yeah. Is there an aspect of the adult industry that you do not enjoy? Um, not really. I mean, I, I don't enjoy. I mean, when it comes to things that I don't necessarily enjoy or agree with, I don't really give it much attention, you know. I, I don't have much to say about it. I think that's probably, like, a, you know, something that sort of causes problems when you do speak negatively about something negative in your mind, you know. Sometimes you guys like, okay, well, I don't like that, so I'm not going to waste my time talking about that. You know, I try to focus on what I do like about the industry. But I'm aware of what I don't like, but I don't give it life by, you know, speaking about it. As a black man in the adult entertainment industry, have you ever experienced any racism, colorism, discrimination, or microaggressions? Yeah, of course. I mean, they're, they're always there within every aspect of um, human society. There's always this uh, determination by race. Okay, well, you know, people think, well, the media told me that these people were like this, so I kind of have to follow that. And some people who are, you know, of those media stereotypes, they, they kind of like, they kind of, um, they perpetuate it. They sort of fall into it, you know. Like, this is how we're supposed to be, so we're going to act like this. And uh, it can be problematic, very problematic. How difficult is it for someone who creates content to set up a shoot? Is it as simple as messaging another content creator and discussing a collab? Or, you know, is it is it deeper than that? Like, how difficult is it to set up shoots for yourself? I feel like a lot of the listeners might feel like it's it's so easy. You know, you just slide into the DM and there you go. But can you explain? and express, oh, oh, no. you know, how <laughs> how much it takes to create a shoot. I mean, with a shoot, there's a budget, and those are expenses, and you have to make sure you have the necessary expenses to get a shoot, book a model if it's not, you know, a content trade or, you know, a, a paid trade. Some people do those things. So it all depends on, you know, if someone's willing to just collab with you and you share the the, um, the footage. Or if there was, you know, full pay or partial pay, depending. It's like you can, like my my to my knowledge, if you know, I have my own um, OnlyFans, quote unquote, you know, um, and I want to just have a woman have sex with me, or you know, not, not, not sex with me, but if I want to just book a woman, you know, a sex worker to shoot with me, I would have to pay her probably. I'm not sure if I give her the content. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I've never really done that before. I've never done paid trades either. So, you know, I would have to pay her. You know, I have to pay, like, what is her rate, whatever her rate is. You have to be able to, you know, afford that. You may even have to fly her out, get her a ticket in some way. You know, maybe you know, it could be train, it can be it can be plane, it can be, uh, you know, Ubers, cabs, things like that, unless they pay for it. So really it is expenses, you know, because you have a budget you have to think about. And it's not... 
not cheap. <laughs> you can't be cheap, you know. I feel you but on either that. Either collabs or paid. Yeah, either it's collabs or paid. It just all depends on how it flows, you know. But I've gotten, you know, a few collabs. You know, uh, there's been probably a couple times where I've paid a woman to just shoot with me for my platform. But other than that, no, it's just been collabs. Let's talk about romance and the industry, dating while being in the industry. As a performer who's been in the game for a moment, who, you know, is, is you know, doing mainstream work as well outside of just your own content, how difficult is it to balance dating and the industry? I mean, how I see it is I, I, don't, I don't shit where I eat. And porn is kind of like where I'm eating a little bit right now. So it is more of a, a colleague-based perspective to have, you know. But if things do become either intimate within the industry or someone outside the industry while I'm in the industry, it, it's just like, I I don't know. It can be kind of hard to share because I've tried it before. And like they don't want you to do it. They think you, um, you know... They start to feel almost insecure about their ability to satisfy you because you have to constantly have sex so you do porn. Um, so that can be an issue. Um, or the feeling like they can't keep up with your sex drive because there's times after a shoot, I would come home and, and I would want to have sex with her again. And, and it's like, well, you just got to do having sex. Like, well, yeah, but like, I'm, you know, I still, you know, I'm still like, you know, but and she couldn't keep up with that. So I never, okay, well, you know, I guess this is not going to work between us. So it can it can be it can be tricky, you know, the jealousy, you know, the insecurity, you know, it, it can be problematic. So I just don't really date, honestly. It's like I, I could, I'm willing to, if the woman that I'm with is understanding, you know, but, you know, it's tricky. It's really, really tricky. All right, let's move away from the serious questions, and let's focus now on your original content. Share with the listeners what type of content they can expect to see if they were to sign up for your OnlyFans. I have a few collabs on there that I'm pretty happy about. Um, it's like it's interracial and ebony. If you want to just be, you know, <laughs> sort of curt with the description, like that's basically what it is. Mostly POV. Um, yeah, that's about it. How often do you update your OnlyFans? Well, I update as much as I can, depending on how much footage I have uh, accumulated, the collabs that I've accumulated, and what do I feel as far as putting up as I look through things. Um, I made some content recently, which I'm kind of excited to see, uh, see how it turned out. Yeah, I just get it when I can, you know. Is there any type of content that you currently aren't filming on your OnlyFans that you plan on adding in the future? Is there anything that the listeners can expect from you in the future? I think better quality, you know, better quality. Outside of OnlyFans, is OnlyFans the only avenue in which you use to release your content? Do you use any other platforms? Uh, I've been thinking about using other platforms. Um, 
I thought about Fansley for a while, even when it first came out. Something I've thought about. Uh, many vids, I've, and I thought about many vids too. So, but but my thing is that um, I need to accumulate more content so that I can, you know, I guess put them up. Like, I'm not sure if I want to put the same content that's on my OnlyFans on my Fansley, or maybe that is the right way to go about it. Um. But yeah, family is something that I've been thinking about signing up for for a few months now. Now that I have about good, I don't know, five or six scenes maybe. <laughs> we'll have to see. But yeah, family. I'd like to try that. You have been doing some mainstream work as well outside of just your original content. How difficult is it? You know, we sort of talked about the difficulties in regards to a performer creating content, collabs, and that sort of thing. How difficult is it to get into the mainstream side? I mean, you know, people nowadays, I mean, they could just, you know, pick up their phone or something and start shooting content for their OnlyFans. So that yeah. seems pretty simple to do. But in, in regards yeah, to, simple. you know, actually working in the mainstream side, uh, you know, was that difficult or because you already had your OnlyFans, did that, in essence, help a bit as well? Um, I feel like I'm just now starting to work on the mainstream side. Um, everything before that seemed, like, am seemed amateur, but not bad quality, not bad, not, not bad content at all. Just in terms of, you know, of set, Actually, on, actually, on you know, on, on set, and uh, it does feel different. It, it just feels different. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Elijah Woods. Quirky. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm pretty quirky in like just like <laughs> in general. Uh, it's part of my my personality. Just quirky personality the more you you know you, you speak to me I'm just uh, uh, I don't know. If, it's not, if it's not a quirk I would say um, I know how to let people be you know if, if that if that makes sense you know like when when I hang out with people and meet people they just are who they are you know you know I'm not expecting them to be more or less than what they are wherever they're at and how they feel wherever they become and go that's them. That's their life. That's where their pulse took them. So they're not being judgmental, really. <laughs> you can call it a quirk, you know. <laughs> uh, that's basically it. Yeah. I don't know. Not really any quirks. Like that, you know. Describe yourself in ten words or less. Oh my God! <laughs> I gotta think about myself more. Um. In ten words or less. Uh, there's so many words coming to mind. It's way over ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, words or less. It's hard. I really can't come up with anything. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, maybe I try not to describe myself so much. I don't know. Uh, with the words or less, I feel like there's so many words you know I could describe myself with. Uh, I can say I'm I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a compassionate person who who wants to understand. I guess you can say. 
I'm a compassionate person who wants to understand. That's sort of always sort of, that's my main approach to dealing with people, places, things, you know. Compassion, curiosity, I would say, and wanting to understand. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. The first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Oh, five of my favorite television shows. It's just wild. Um, <laughs> I watch so much stuff. Um, but I, I did like The Walking Dead. Walking Dead was, was, was nice. Um, I watched, I finally finished all of that. Um, the Witcher is actually a really good show. Um, I watched that. Uh, let's see. I say Bleach, which is the anime. It's like, you know, it's already, I think they had new episodes. I'm not sure. Bleach is a really good one. Um, uh, let's see. That's, that's, that's three, right? Or four. Um, I say One Piece is, is a is a good one. It's been running for a while. And uh, shows one more show. I'd say when I was watching it, <laughs> all this uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, that's one of them as well. There's, there's so many. I was trying to think far back, but that's one far back that I love. I haven't watched it in a long time. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Oh man, I say uh, Yusuf Satif is jazz musician. One of my favorites. Uh, uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto. He just passed away recently. He's one of my favorites. Um, I like Lonnie Holly. Really good. Um, Sun Ra. Um, and this, uh, this this composer I've been listening to lately. Um, What's his name? Yeah, Greg Hines. If I'm not, not I don't think I'm thinking properly. Uh, Greg Haynes or something like that. But I've been listening to his music recently. He had an album come out like I think a couple years ago. I'm obsessed with it. I listen to it almost every day. <laughs> uh, I mean, let me get to the actual the actual name. Yeah, Greg Haynes, not Hines. Greg Haynes. Um, so those are my favorite musicians right now. What are three of your most favorite films? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I had to say, um, uh, what is the movie called? Uh, mean Streets is one of my favorites. I also like um, Goodfellas. Mean Streets, Goodfellas. And... Uh, Lord of the Rings, even though it's like there's three different movies in the number of spinoffs, but Lord of the Rings is in there, <laughs> of course. What are two foods you can't live without? Oh, man. Two foods I can't live without. I say eggs. Um, eggs and apples. Eggs and apples. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Um, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. If you like something, you like it. You just do whatever you want. You just feel guilty about something that, that brings you pleasure, you know? What are you currently binging? Are you currently binge-watching anything on any of the streaming platforms? Uh, not right now, no. 
I've just been in my studio a lot lately. What's next for Elijah Woods? What's coming up in the near future that the listeners and your fans should expect? What's coming up? Um, travel. Um, yeah, travel, I would say. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, as well as uh, direct links on uh, where they can find your original content? You can find me on Twitter at Elijah Woods XXX. Actually, uh, all platforms, OnlyFans, too, the same way. Elijah Woods XXX. Elijah Woods with a Z XXX. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? No, just uh, keep keep looking out. Keep uh, keep supporting me. Keep you know, subscribing to my OnlyFans. That helps. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep you know. I'm just stay the course. You know, I'm not gonna push too hard. I'm gonna just let things fall into place like they have been, and just continue to just ride the current. Well, Elijah, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One-on-One with Poppy Chulo, Visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at poppychulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash poppychularadio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash poppychularadio. Do you have any questions? suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Elijah Woods and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.